Welcome back to Contract Revolution. Love it or hate it, Instagram is a platform that can deliver measurable results for your construction or trades business. Whether you choose to invest in it or not is entirely up to you. Truly, I am not here to tell you that your business is dead without Instagram. The world of marketing is so vast, new business can be found in so many different ways, the gram is just one option of many. But I gotta say, it's a pretty damn good one if you know what you're doing. Sean Wolford of Priority Builders is here to explain how to turn your Instagram grid from a time-sucking vanity project with no ROI into a hyper-efficient lead generation machine. Get this, Sean's renovations company, which operates in Edmonton, did 70% of its total sales last year directly off of Instagram. He's also not been at it that long. It was only two short years ago that he decided to put some intentional focus into this platform and in that time has built up a super engaged following of 12,000. And today, he's gonna peel back the curtain and tell us exactly how he did it. We'll talk posting strategy, comment management, the right ratio of posts to reels to stories, how to embed CTAs that convert followers into leads and a bunch more. By the way, his Instagram is linked in the description of this episode, so go give it a scroll as we talk through it. If you get a single nugget from this conversation and you're watching on YouTube, consider subscribing to our channel. You can push that big red button below. And without further ado, let's dive in with Sean Wolford of Priority Builders. You're listening to Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast-growing contracting business to the next level. If you're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability, you've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Sean, it's good to see you, buddy. How are you? Benji, the main man. I am doing fantastic. Good to be here. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I want to just start with with this. when you track your lead source attribution, you go into your CRM, you kind of look at last year's revenue, um, how much of your overall revenue can you attribute directly to Instagram? 70% revenue just from Instagram. That is a lot. Uh, good job. I think that's more than a lot of people. I think that's more than a lot of people can say about their Instagram grid. Why do you think most business owners results from that platform in particular uh, when we're talking about like lead gen and creating a following and really having this be a valuable business asset. Why do you think most business owners uh, feel lukewarm about it at best? You know, I I think because they don't really get results, right? So a lot of people, they'll launch their Instagram, they'll go through it for six months and they don't get one lead. Like nobody calls them from Instagram, nothing happens. And they're like, you know what? Instagram's complete shit. Like I'm going to write it off. I hear it all the time, right? I hear it all all the time through the BTA meetings, uh, through friends, through other contractors. They don't get any results. And I think one of the biggest reasons why people lack results and and don't really make the sales through Instagram is really because they just pawn it off. Right. So they, they're they're typically pawning it off to like an entry level employee, whether it's like an admin assistant or a laborer or something like that. Somebody who's been with the company for a couple months and they're like, you know what? They're young. They're 18. Let's just give them the Instagram. They must know they're 18 years old. I mean, they must be the experts on this. And 
then all of a sudden you got this person who's been with your company for two months, doesn't really know anything about your company, and they're online being the top Instagram salesperson for your company. And that that's that's not the right way to do things, right? I mean, think about it this way, Benji. If you were to all of a sudden give somebody who's entry level, 18 years old, say they've been at your company for two months and you're going to put them, you're not going to do sales anymore as the owner, you know, and you're already the head salesperson. And then all of a sudden you're going to put this entry level employee who doesn't know anything about your company and they're going to go out there and sell for you. Like how good are they going to do? That's the same concept with Instagram, right? Not great. But, uh, you know, you can, if you think about it, there is some underlying logic there, which is, hey, (laughs) they're young, they're hip, they've got more time than me. They want to spend time (laughs) on Instagram, which I sure as hell don't. Um, So I I actually do get the impulse to do that in the first place. Have you thought about on a deep level, though, like, what, you know, what is indeed wrong with that? Like wh- why that doesn't deliver the net result? I don't think it's the fact that they're 18. I think it's more to do with their the depth of their understanding of the business. Yeah, and, and you're right. It has nothing to do with the age. I mean, there's there's experts that are 18 years old that are absolutely amazing. I think what it has to do with experience with your company. And by that, I mean... Listen, for me, for example, I've been doing renovations for 15 years. I'm the expert. I'm the guy who goes out, um, you know, and and meets with clients and goes through the estimates and all this kind of stuff. People people purchase renovations from me because, you know, um, I have the knowledge. I have the experience. um, I can prove it. Um, You know, I'm able to sell the product, make these people happy. Uh, give them that safety and security and all these kind of things that came with years of experience, right? So I think it's really the years of experience and the understanding of your company um, that that's the most important thing on Instagram. Like when you're on Instagram, it's really what you're doing here is, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're creating this website of information on your company, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, your safety and security, your guaranteed results, you as a personality, all this kind of stuff. And uh, I think that is why um, contractors don't succeed with that, because they don't have somebody who really knows the company and, and what makes you different. You know what I mean? Is that, that kind of sense? Is that kind of how you treat it, like as a second website? Hugely. Yeah. Like I, the way I look at Instagram is almost like a secondary website even better than normal website to be honest it's uh, it's quick information it's uh, an instant gratification society and when we go to say for our example our priority builders yeg instagram i mean within 10 posts you can get a huge in, in, huge amount of information about the company whether it's we do basement developments we do a lot of full home renovations you can see all our team on there. You can see a couple client testimonials and all this kind of stuff. So within, I don't know, 90 seconds, you can get all this information um, that generally would be laid out on a website in your very strategic order, and you'd have to scroll through page by page. But, I mean, you can just show all that through pictures and videos on Instagram. Yeah, 
Is there anything else that you would add to your sort of like high level philosophy or approach to this? I will, we'll get into some granular stuff. What kind of content, how often you post hashtags, stuff like that. But just before we dive in, like, is there anything else sort of on the philosophical level about how you treat it or, or your strategy towards it that you think would be valuable for listeners? You know, the way I treat it is I'm just who I am, you know. I mean, I'll do videos of myself. I, I don't try to be anything different. Um, you know, I bring out our values and our core beliefs of our company through through Instagram. You know, and I really think that's the biggest thing is is don't be somebody different. Don't try to act different or put on whatever, put on a show, whatever you got to do. I mean, at the end of the day, success in Instagram, I think it really comes from being you and, and why are you successful in selling? You know, why do people buy your product? Why are you so successful in your company? Why, when you go to a house, do people say, hey, like, I, I really like what you guys are about. Like, we want to sign this contract. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is is uh, just remember that and uh, and just add that to Instagram and just just be yourself, you know? It's, it's interesting. I think like a lot of people... Um you know, don't get results from Instagram and then are almost like especially critical of it. Like, but at the same time, you think about how many business owners out there have, you know, I'm not going to pick on anyone, but like have pretty shitty websites that don't convert leads, that don't provide a ton of information. Um, you don't hear them ranting about their web developer or the internet, broadly speaking. I think Instagram gets a special kind of hatred because it's millennials and Gen Z. It's like a young yeah. person's thing, so we kind of pick on it more. But it's like, yeah, you like anything, you know, you get out what you put in. So uh, don't pawn it off. Uh, make sure that the person that is doing this understands the business and the brand voice really well. Be yourself. Those are those are really good things up front. Can you just give us a couple like stat lines about your business? Like I, I, I should have asked earlier you guys are uh renovators in edmonton what else can you tell us sure. about it yeah so we're uh, edmonton based uh a renovation company where we specialize in full home renovations basement developments kitchens bathrooms all that kind of stuff primarily interior renovations and uh for us really um the biggest kind of differentiating factor of us is really um that like undenying like level of care and attention and um, you know passion that we give towards our clients mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people say that but I mean I'll shoot videos with clients at the end through a testimonial and they're like crying on my shoulder and you know they're texting me you know years later and all this kind of stuff so that's uh, that's, that's awesome. just a little bit about what Priority Builders is about and how big is the team so right now we have twenty three in total. Um, but that is including uh, sub traits. So I include them in my team sure. because there are trusted subs that we use every single time. Um, and then the office, we have about uh, seven of us total. Okay. So 23, including yeah. traits. Um, all right. So 70% of your revenue came through this one platform alone last year. Let's dive into how you did it. What makes for great Instagram content in your mind, Sean? So Instagram is really you're judged on uh engagement right so you're judged on likes comments and all this kind of stuff that's really ultimately what makes great content so instagram has all these freaking algorithms and all this kind of stuff that's kind of working in the background and what it says is it says 
if you can put out something that everybody really likes, everybody loves to comment on, everybody likes to like, share, save, and all this kind of stuff, we're going to reward you. We're going to reward you by showing your post to more people. And uh, if you're a business, you're going to get more business because of it. So you got to kind of do this little little hurdle. And I, I think with that, um, it really breaks down to uh, your three specific posts that you can do. And uh, that's pictures, uh, stories, and then reels. So I can start with reels because reels are the number one thing on Instagram right now. I Let's mean, reels should be your primary post. And uh, the reason for that is people just love to see the videos. They love to be entertained. They like to see what's going on before and afters, whatever. Within that reels category, which is really just sort of the TikTok TikTokification of Instagram, and then you have YouTube Shorts. I mean, every platform since TikTok has sort of recreated their own version of short form vertical videos. And yes. on Instagram, they call them reels. What types of subject matter? Like you mentioned, a couple of things before and afters. Um, probably testimonials. Like, can you just go through sort of a list of like these videos do really, really well for us? Yeah. Like I, I would say you can really break down um, your specific videos, right? So I would say client testimonials are freaking huge. I think you guys just had a podcast where you're talking about these client video yeah. testimonials. Came out I this mean, morning. Yeah. I was just listening to it today. So it is huge like people seeing somebody in the space talking about their renovation or the work that you just did i mean that's worth 10 times any google review in my opinion and for my feedback so another thing that we uh we always post in reels is these before and afters so we do renovations people love to see three seconds of a before and then see the after the transformation all that um, I'll do walkthrough videos like through the space where I'm explaining, you know, what are we doing in the renovation? Why are we doing it this way? Um, you know, people love knowledge and they love to learn. Right. So that's another big section of that. And another thing that a lot of I think contractors really they miss is the entertainment factor. So don't be like a freaking hard ass all the time. Like let loose a little bit. Have some fun. Give me some you know, examples. We, what do you guys do? Well, you know, it's hilarious, Benji. We had, uh, I posted this reel on Instagram about Costco socks. And there I were these Costco Caterpillar socks. Costco socks. Oh, yeah. And uh, two of the other guys. You have those pair, too? I get, the the, pair? I get the Puma ones, and they're really <laughs> good also. I have not, da I've, that sounds like a luxury item, the Caterpillar socks. I'll work my way up to those. But tell I, me. I'm going to send you a pair, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I uh, I did a video how three of us had the same matching socks, and there was 30,000 views on this. Like, I think it had like 80 comments or 100 comments or something crazy like that. But there was 30,000 people seeing this video. And then all of a sudden, there was more people who were kind of drawn in through that entertainment reel, you know, checking out our Instagram. And I, I think we got like 500 followers or like 1,000 followers just from this one this one entertainment reel post. So that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got to really diversify. You got to really uh, switch up your different types of posts. And again, it's really about engaging 
um, getting the audience in can you and think entertained of, and engaged. Can you think of other examples under that like entertainment category? Like I think a lot of people will be listening to this and be like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But, I, you know, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I don't want to, like, do, you know, create a – try to crack jokes or try – like, I – so can you maybe talk about, like, the easy, low-hanging fruit forms of entertainment reels that – or maybe just use other examples that you've seen do well on, on, on your channel? Yeah, I mean, you could do a lot of different things, right? Like, do you have office staff? Like, do any of them – have any type of fun like is there anything you do do you have like lunches or you know do you guys get out do you guys joke around like film a candid video i mean you could definitely do something like that or like when you're on site i mean if you got some some guys doing some labor like breaking things running through a wall like the freaking kool-aid man like people love to see that kind of shit right it's just like kooky job site stuff office stuff like don't overthink it it's it don't, sound, sounds don't like what you're saying about it yeah, yeah. Anything, really. Yeah. Um, okay, entertainment, before and afters, testimonials. Um, what about, like, do you ever do stuff that's, like, like maybe focused on the design element of a project or, like, really technical aspects? Like, you know, we've got... Um, Matt Reisinger coming on the show later this week, and he's you know he's made a huge career and a huge name for himself, going over like incredibly technical, you know, building science type stuff. I mean, he's got his own unique brand and his own following. But do you find that things that are really like down the construction rabbit hole or like really zoomed in um, a certain facet, a certain detail of a project, do those things do well? Yeah, and, and that's what I'd kind of consider like the knowledge and the educational video. I think that's huge, right? So, I mean, when we run through the design process on, on a reel or video or a story or anything like that, I mean, it just blows right up because people love to see what's going on behind the scenes and how you do stuff. I mean, I can tell you another reel that we did a little while ago was basically just on the 3D rendering. So we're running through this Enscape program. We're, we're kind of showing this full home renovation, this rendering, and people just loved it. You know, they love to hear about it and, and un really understand it because this is not something people do every day, right? I mean, you got to think about that. Like, people aren't doing this every day. They don't really know what's involved. So you putting that out there, I mean, people love it. By the way, guys, if you're listening to this and you want to have a look at what we're talking about, I will link straight to Sean's Instagram in the description of this episode. You can go and have a look at it. And if you're totally lost on where to begin here, as we say with a lot of things, just like mimic someone, someone who's better for a little while and you'll find your own voice along the way. But go go have a look um, and kind of play around, look at posts, check the comments for a little bit more. If you're kind of a tactile learner and you, and you want to, um, just see what we're talking about here. That will be there. Um, yeah, I think um, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is how, in my opinion, Instagram friendly, the work you do actually is. You may not think it is because it's every day and it seems mundane, but when you look at the different gadgets you have on site, when you look at little technical details of a build or a reno there's actually a lot there to show and explain and talk about it's this isn't some like blank canvas where you have to come up with insanely creative ideas that are super compelling just begin by capturing what's around you 
Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, again, from a perspective of, of your clients or people who are viewing or looking through Instagram or even people who are hiring you, they don't know anything about what you do. They don't know about that jigsaw you use and how you use it or the circular saw. They don't know how to frame a wall. Mm -hmm. They don't know about electrical work or anything like that. So, you know, the biggest thing I would say would be it doesn't matter what kind of trade you do. There is so much content that you could create behind that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, think of making content um, from a perspective of people don't know anything. They don't know any of this kind of stuff. So you need to educate them on it. And and through that, you can make a million different posts. It doesn't really matter what you do. There's an endless amount of content ideas that you can come up with. Um, no, they know absolutely nothing. I think the knowledge gap is a lot bigger than most business owners think. Like the average... Um, the average like building IQ of a homeowner is way less than you think, which is why when you talk mm-hmm. about things that make perfect sense to you, they give you a blank stare. And that's also why I think like when we're talking about personal brand and like really showing your personality and showing who you are on a platform so that people can see it. The reason I think it does so much work for you, Sean, is renovations, whatever, landscapes, you know, new roof jobs, whatever, from the perspective of the homeowner are somewhat commoditized. In other words, they, it's mm. just like a pro- – they don't understand the difference. Now, I understand that there's a difference between your company and your competition. I understand that there's processes that you've put in place and there's quality control and there's things that you do. Like, oh, I get all that, but they do mm. not. And so from the perspective of the buyer – Personal brand matters a great deal because to the lens that they're looking at it too, they can't tell the difference between precision builders and priority builders and platinum builders who are, by the way, probably all of which in your little town, Edmonton, you could Google it and find three (laughs) businesses. No, like I'm telling you, it's just like they're looking at a sea of options. This sort of personal brand, this flair, this color, which you can easily capture on Instagram is one of the things that I think cuts through that, uh, that kind of commodity status and really makes it a little bit more attractive and appealing and real to them. Um, Yeah. You get everything in there. Like if you think about it, I mean, just look at websites, right? You go through all these different builder and contractor websites. I mean, half the websites look exactly the same. Right. So how do you choose? How do you choose, right? You be yourself. You, we mentioned reels. Is there anything you want to say about stories or, or just like the pictures, like static images that get posted on the grid? Yeah, stories are huge. I would say stories are probably our most effective um, resource on Instagram. So every single day I jump on the story, I'll do like a walkthrough video. I'll go through like the office and show you everybody what's going on at the office. Maybe we got Des or Dog there. Everybody loves Des. I mean, she gets 10 times the attention I do. Um, Stories are massive and you have to do stories. You got to get in there. And the reason why they are so effective for us is because people can see me. They can see Stacey, our designer, you know, Charlotte, our office manager, all these people. Um, and that's really what they want to see. They want to see the people behind the work. Um, they can go look at the work on any website, right? So why do you think it's important to do every day? Well, for one, the algorithms of Instagram demand it. So Uh Instagram has a specific, they're greedy. They just want you to spend more time on there. 
And uh, one of the things is they want a minimum of three stories per day, no matter what. Um, so an easy way that I do that and I achieve that is sometimes I'll just go out for four hours or eight hours in a day and I'll shoot a ton of ton of videos to use later on. And I can kind of spread that out through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can post a lot of different stuff on stories. I mean, there's a lot of story tools in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go in, you can look at the tools and it might be a poll. Like, hey, do you like this tile versus this flooring? Or do you, all this kind of stuff. So make sure you use those as well in the stories. Yeah, what you're talking about right there, just to be totally explicit, is when you pull up, when you make a post, there are, you call them tools or maybe they call them mm-hmm. widgets. There's different things. You can uh, you can create a, like sort of a little voting thing. You can add ask a yes, no question. You can create one of those scales where you like fill up the scale. Like how much do you like this? There's all sorts of things that are like literally built by designers way smarter than you or I to create engagement. So like use the things that they give to you to create the engagement that they want. They're right there. Instagram is putting them there for a reason because they want you to use it. And again, like I said, the more you use their, their stuff and and you kind of jump through their hoops, the more engagement, the more people see your post. The more likes, the more followers, the more business you get, right? So So if you're doing stories every day or three stories a day, how often are you doing pictures? Just like a regular post, static image. Yeah, so going back again, reels are number one. Um, So total posting per week, I do about five posts per week. Okay. Uh, We are going to increase that probably to seven, um, but we do about five a week. And I would say two of those are just your static picture post. And then I would say three are reels. Um, Out of those two picture posts, I really try to get um, the team in there. Uh, I try to get a picture of, you know, our designer or architectural technologist or myself or whatever, maybe the whole team. Because that that really keeping that on your on your page. So when people scroll and they can see some people and they can see some uh, who's behind the magic? I mean, that's that's really effective for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like going back to the comment earlier, like your your whole goal here is to humanize the business entity. Like that that is what the consumer wants to see, and that's what creates trustability and likability and all the benefits downstream, which we will get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, is interacting with comments important? Yeah, interacting with comments is huge. So. One of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of contractors doing is they don't actually respond to comments. So they'll have a post and there'll be 20 comments and there's not one response. And the reason why that's not good, again, is you're not engaging. And Instagram sees that, the algorithms do their thing and they say, okay, this person's really not active. They don't really care. Let's push them back. Let's let's push them back. Versus you, you want to you always want to respond to every single comment. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a bad comment, especially if it's a bad comment, I, I can give you an example. We had our site supervisor. We videoed him breaking a granite countertop. And all of a sudden, I had tons of people who were absolutely completely pissed off at this granite countertop. You're breaking it. What are you doing? Like, you guys, the humanity. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I started just commenting. They just talking to people, all of a sudden, this thing was up to like, I don't know, 10,000 views. It had like 100 comments, all this kind of stuff. 
And uh, it showed me the importance of engaging and uh, and really making sure you're, you're getting back to people. But why did he break the countertop? Well... <laughs> was it an accident or was it on purpose? No, the, the story behind that, we had this uh, granite countertop we we're trying to sell for like three years and uh, nobody wanted to pick up the countertop. Everybody who came by couldn't lift it because it was like a thousand oh pounds. Nobody had the vehicle to so transport. Heavy. I know. We couldn't do anything with it, right? So we had to break it. Okay, yeah, so this, to, is, this you, is, you is like a fun ceremony. This is like a fun little thing to get rid of it. And people yeah. could, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. No, like, you're a terrible person, Sean. You should feel awful. How, how dare you do that? <laughs> That's actually, you know what? Why don't we linger on that for a second? Um, bad, okay, a, a, a crazy amount of bad comments <clears throat> is probably not good. You're not doing something, you're probably doing something wrong. But yeah. you do develop, you do need to develop a certain comfort level with not everyone loving your stuff, don't you? Get, get some thick skin. Right. Definitely get some thick skin on Instagram. I could tell you, like, it doesn't matter how great your work is. It doesn't matter how amazing you go through these videos or whatever. People are going to criticize. But I, I always tell everybody this. The people who are criticizing, they're not your clients. It doesn't really matter. Like, these people are going to criticize anybody. They're that keyboard warrior who's just on the Internet all day long just trolling. They're probably commenting on Benji's post too. Who knows, oh, right? So. I, sh- when we finish, I'll show you. I'll show you the back end of YouTube and Facebook. I can. Oh, it's I bet. Pretty hilarious. Um, okay, so engaging with comments is important because Instagram likes it and helps your posts along when you do that. What about hashtags? And I don't know anything about hashtagging. Explain this to me like I'm five. Yeah. So think of a hashtag as a directory system. And uh, a directory system helps you find things, right? So I can give you an example. Let's just use hashtag renovation. So hashtag renovation, if you use that on your post, that's going to be put into a folder of a whole bunch of other posts that have hashtag renovation in it, right? And I mean, there could be 10 million posts in there or whatever, right? So it's it's a, a directory system that allows you to uh, get more exposure, have more people see it. Um, link people back to your page. And it does that in a way where basically um, if you always are looking at renovations all the time, Instagram learns that. If you're searching renovations, if you're looking at renovation companies, and now all of a sudden I use hashtag renovation, my post is probably going to be shown to you. Um, so that's that's kind of the way that uh, a hashtag works. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like I said, a directory system. Uh, it's for searchability, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to you, Benji. It does. Um, the other thing I was wondering about is like, I don't know if they call it geotagging or just like just locations, but is is it important to add where the photo, like that's a little setting in Instagram. You can just say where it was. Um, yeah. What From a business's perspective, why is that important or is it important? I don't know. Well, it's super important unless, you know, depending on your target area, right? So for us, we're Edmonton and area. Um, so you definitely want to add your location. Edmonton, you know, maybe you're out northern of Edmonton, whatever it is. You definitely want to have that location in there. Um, I mean, if I had Cairo, Egypt on there, I would have all these customers calling from Cairo. And unfortunately, right. we're probably not going to fly everybody over there, right? So right. it's super important. And... Um, and actually, I can kind of go back to hashtags as well. Sure. Um, 
you want to make sure you have location-based hashtags as well as specific hashtags to your niche, right? And what I mean by that is if you're in plumbing, you don't want to have a whole bunch of electrical hashtags, you know, hashtag electrical, hashtag just got zapped, hashtag this, whatever it is. You want to have a specific amount of hashtags that are within your niche. And then you also want to have a specific amount of hashtags that are location-based. That's a very important thing to do on every single uh, every single post that you put out there mm-hmm. if you're looking for business. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, do you guys do paid ads or do you boost your posts? Like, is is there some component of um, essentially transacting money for eyeballs that you guys do? And if so. Does it work? How does it work? Just maybe unpack that part of it. Yeah, so I think, you know, in the last couple of years, we've definitely tried um, like targeted ads where it's like, hey, you want a renovation? Like we're the best company for you. But what we found was people hated it. Like people are so used to getting sold to and they're so used to getting all these freaking ads and all this kind of bullshit thrown at them. Uh, So people are sick of that. And when we were doing that, a lot of people were blocking us or like just commenting, like we're tired of seeing your ads, all this kind of stuff. So what we did, we switched to more boosting our posts. Mm -hmm. So by boosting a post, I mean, you might have a picture, you might have a reel, whatever it is. We boost it, which means we pay money to show a larger target area. So for example, I can pay, if I want to pay $10,000 today, I could show every single person in the Edmonton area, basically our Instagram. Anybody who's on Instagram in the Edmonton area, everybody will see it for $10,000 today. <laughs> You've if checked? Want, That's the price tag? It's pretty damn high. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty damn <laughs> I've looked at it. I, I've, right. I've raised the bar there, but I'm like, my accounting would probably kill me. Um, so, okay, let's, let's go back to that. You tried ads for a while, which are mm-hmm. a little bit more direct response. Hey, we're great buy our shit (laughs) like that's it you know like essentially they didn't love that and then you went back to more of a boosting post which is which is not an ad it's not direct response it's just content that people you hopefully find engaging and it leaves an impression and maybe they give you a follow Mm -hmm. probably in most instances they don't but when you're doing this on mass you do have sort of a steady trickle when you how do you um do you pick posts to boost based on their organic engagement? In other words, hey, yeah. this one's getting a pile of comments, a bunch of likes. The people, the cyber people out there like it. Let's try putting some ad spend behind it. Is that how you kind of pick your winners? It is. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if I do post a, a say it's like top 10 renovations of 2022, we did a post like that, and I can tell you it got a shit ton of engagement. Everybody loved it, and that's something that I did uh, end up boosting. And I think now it's at like 2,000 likes or something like that. So for sure, I, I do look at that. Um, I also look at things that might be interesting to people, um, you know, and, and might actually just have other people look in. So I'm mm-hmm. not looking for that direct sale through boosting posts. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking for is I'm looking to get our brand out there, get our name out there, because you never know. Maybe somebody's daughter is looking and like, wow, look at this priority builders. And then all of a sudden their parents who aren't, aren't even on Instagram. I mean, you know, the daughter is basically passing our work along to them and maybe they go forward to the renovation. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, you have as well a link tree. What? So yeah. for people that are not Instagram gurus, what is a link tree and what utility does it provide? So a link tree is, I think, essential for Instagram. You definitely want to have that. And the reason why you want to have it is you only have so many characters to use on your main profile. Uh, you only have so much of a description you can give about your company. And that's that little blurb at the top of every Instagram page. Um, so this link tree, what it allows you to do um, is link up your website, Google Ads, TikTok, Pinterest, whatever you got, Better Business Bureau, whatever you want. And uh, it's all available under one specific link. Uh, so because you wouldn't be able to fit all that stuff with the character limits. So you have to exactly. basically have a master link that pushes them to a page where then they can see the options. Also, I'll just say this, all those, even if you could fit it in, all those URLs would look really ugly. It would just be exactly. kind of like this big mess underneath your icon. Exactly. Yeah. So you just yeah. want link tree, they click that and then it should. And so what's on yours? So on ours, I think we've got uh, we got our website, we've got some reviews, we've got Better Business Bureau, we've got TikTok, we've got Facebook, um, and then we probably have a couple other ones that I'm not mentioning yeah. right now. But uh, yeah, you can put everything on there. Prolif it's great. I mean, proliferates the options that your different you know uh, leads. Some are super passive. Some people just think you're funny. Some people are like hot to trot and ready to buy. You know yeah. that mix of I think you're almost at twelve thousand followers. They can find different ways to interact with you uh, through that link tree, and and indeed they do. Um, exactly. <clears throat> is that right? It's about it's about twelve thousand or like eleven nine. I think I checked last week. I think we're over twelve thousand. I think we're like twelve. 0.5 or something like that right now. So yeah, That's a lot of followers for for a renovation company <laughs> in Edmonton, man. Um, it's growing, buddy. Okay, here is a really important question: What happens with um? Here's what can happen with platforms like this: is you post stuff and it gets engagements and you get likes and you build a following and all that's great. But if it doesn't deliver leads, which turn mm. into sales, this is basically a vanity exercise. And if yeah. you want to do that, that's fine. I mean, we, we I, I don't think you do because we all make fun of influencer culture. And that's kind of actually like why we hate some of these platforms. But for the, for the savvy business person, like this does need to deliver an ROI. So here's my question. How and where do you embed little CTAs, little calls to action throughout mm. your page so that the casual browser, that when the right person finds it, they know how to interact with you? Like, where yeah. what, is it in comments? Are you DMing people? Like, what's the conversion point that allows you to take this big following into hot leads who want to get an estimate done? Yeah, so I think the biggest area that we uh, achieve this is through um, the specific information um, in every single post. So you have a description that you can add to any post or any reel. And typically what we do, the way we structure this is we have this catchy tag phrase. It could be like, you know, I did this other one the other day where it was like basement explodes. So people, you know, they've got the attention, they draw it in. Then we'll give a little bit more description on maybe the renovation, what we did, why we did it this way. And then that's followed up with um, a call to action, which is like we're, you know, Ed, Edmonton area's top renovation company. 
you know, guaranteed awesome results. Uh, Edmonton and area. We'll have our, uh, you know, info at prioritybuilders.ca. We'll have our website um, and then the contact info for uh, looking for a specific, uh, you know, if you're looking for a renovation, right? So we so add that on every single post. What's the actual sentence? Like, are you saying, hey, reach out to us here, click this link? Like, what's the actual conversion point for you guys? Well, I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. The conversion point, I think we definitely provide that information um, on every single post. Like phone and number, like a phone number and an email. Everything. A phone number, email. Sometimes people will see like a boosted post and then they'll read through the description and then all of a sudden they see, okay, like they're Edmonton in area. That's great. We're Edmonton area too. They're a renovation company. Awesome. Here's their, oh, this is their contact okay. info. I can call them or send them an email. Yeah. Okay. So and that's, that's what I'm asking. The gun. It, it's like yeah. you, you leave an email for them to reach out to you from or a phone number. Now, exactly. I'm getting down the rabbit hole here, but somebody listening to this is absolutely wondering, how do you track it on the other side? So when, is it is it like the first question when they when you get a phone call, how did you hear about us? Is there a box that they check when they fill out the form on your website? How do you, because you need to be able to attribute the success. And if you just start yeah. getting leads from all over the place, but you don't know where they're from, that's not great as a marketer. So how do you track this and are you able to attribute, this was an Instagram league? Yeah, so as soon as somebody calls out, they reach out to us via phone, email, whatever. The first thing we do is we send them this online form. And a part of that online form, there's a question that asks, how did you hear about us? Okay. Where did you, did you see a, a post, an ad or whatever? And that's where we track all the Instagram leads that come in. Got it. Okay. So when yep. we say 70% of the revenue came from Instagram last year, that's the little part that allows you to see that. Super, super important. I know we're being really granular, but super important point in this whole story if you don't want this to just be a vanity exercise. Um, <laughs> any mistakes you've made along the way that you would encourage others who are starting to avoid? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of mistakes. I, I think the first mistake I made is not being confident in who I am. Um, when I first started doing videos, Benji, I used to actually raise my voice because I thought people aren't going to want to see a guy who's got a deep voice doing a story or right. doing a video. So I used to raise my voice to the point where people would see me in real life and said, you know, what happened on that video? Like, did you get punched in the throat or something like that? What was going on? Um, so, yeah, you know, the confidence just be who you are. Like, I think that was one of the biggest learning uh, takeaways that I had and uh, being consistent and, uh, you know, not judging yourself um, for getting on videos, for doing videos. Like, don't worry. Like, you might feel like a freaking idiot and you might feel stupid, but you keep doing it. You're going to feel great. It's, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. You're going to get the results. People are going to start calling you. People are going to be really happy when they when you show up. Like one of the biggest things for us is I, I show up at a house and people have been watching these videos for six months, a year, two years, mm -hmm. and they feel like they know me. Mm -hmm. And they're, it's it's the best feeling in the world. Like it just feels freaking amazing. Right. So that's the big thing. Were, were you confident. nervous at first? Like like talk about that, because I think a lot of people, the reluctance comes from like, well, I don't want to. You know, my friends are going to make fun of me or I'm going to look stupid or I'm just not that guy. And all that might be true. <laughs> Your friends yeah. probably will make fun of you. <laughs> um, 
What, they will. What, what did Guaranteed. You, yeah. So how did you kind of get through the nerves about that part of it? You know, it, it's like anything. Anything you start. The first time I went out for an estimate with uh, for renovation, it was like a basement development. I just about pissed myself. Like I was shaking. I was had these cold sweats. And it is very similar to Instagram. And I just reflected back on that. And I realized, listen, like anything that you do for the first time or the first 10, 20 times, whatever, I mean, there might be some nerves behind that, right? Mm -hmm. But like anything, I mean, carpentry, you're going to become a carpenter. I mean, you're, you're, of course, you're nervous the first month or week. But I mean, you go down the road three, four years, you're a journeyman carpenter. You're freaking, you're killing it, right? I think so it's, it's yeah. very similar. And I, and I think, too, what, what happens is there's a leap of faith that you take. You list, Maybe you listen to this podcast and you go, oh, Sean's right, I really need to do this. What will happen is there will be a three-month period or a six-month period where you're just kind of putting the stuff out there and you're not really seeing the returns yet. And that's the most nerve-wracking section of it. As soon as you start to see the results of the work, like this podcast is a great example, like, you know, we get a massive amount of reach, a massive following, a huge amount of lead flow directly from this. And when we first started, I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be so embarrassing. Like, what are people gonna think? There's gonna be mean comments. All that's true, by the way. But I just love the result it gives so much that I'm like, I, I got over it pretty quickly. You know what I mean? And you're killing it yeah, then. Like you you're, can, you're absolutely you, killing it, buddy. You start doing some deals off of it. You're like, yeah, you know what? Make fun all you want. <laughs> like we're, we're you know, we got tons of leads, tons of sales. Things are healthy. So I I think you do need to just hold your breath and 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 get to that part too. Um, how, how long should people... I kind of just threw out some numbers I kind of made up. Is it three months? Is it six months? How long did it take for you to start feeling like you had a critical mass? I, I think it really comes down to the effort that you're going to put in. So, you know, I would say it was about six months of regular posting, daily stories and all this kind of stuff. And then, and also all the criticism, right? Like we said, I mean, I had everybody and their dog Oh, my God, like, what are you talking about? Like, you shouldn't say stuff like that. Vanity, this and that. But then I say at that six-month period, all of a sudden, people are calling and they're saying, hey, Sean with Priority Builders, yeah, I love your stories. I love your videos. I love your posts. Yeah, you should come over and just do a renovation. So right then and there, all of a sudden, at the six-month period, we were signing all these projects. My business partner at the time was like, holy shit, this is actually, this is working. And uh, yeah, the rest is history now. It's like I said, 70% of our revenue comes from Instagram. Has it made team building easier for you guys too? It's made us building the team easy. That's, Every that's single I mean. person that works for us followed us on Instagram. Right. Every single person. Right. Almost every single trade, every single employee. Um, it's That's where everybody came from. And, and as far as team building, everybody loves it. Like, they're really proud of our Instagram. They're totally. proud of showing off the work. I mean, come on, our designer, architectural technologist, office man, everybody's a part of these projects. Mm -hmm. And to be able to look at, at all these, like, wonderful comments and people are so happy with our work and all of these reels and posts and all this cool stuff we do, mm -hmm. it feels freaking good. And it feels good to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and as the following is going up, I mean, they're they're even more excited about it. Right. So, yeah. Look, I mean, that that's maybe that's maybe as good a point as any to end on. It's like the, it's 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 this, Sean. It's like 
you know what, say what you will about Instagram, uh, shit talk, TikTok, all you want. Um, you know, you, you can be like, I understand the resentment and the criticism and the fears about these large platforms because, and because they are real. I mean, we like, uh, you know, I listen to podcasts too. I'm well aware of the effect that social media has on the brains of young people. I'm well aware of the shrinking attention span. And part of that we can attribute to to platforms like this. So I get the hate. I'm not saying that they're perfect. I'm not saying that they're without problems, but what I really want, but this is kind of why I wanted to have you on is from a business's perspective where you are operating with an annual budget against a profit and loss and goals need to be hit. Like there are tangible results here available if you want them and they're not that hard. It's a couple posts, it's a couple cheesy jokes, it's a couple videos and you chuck it up in six months. And it's a little more intention than that, but this you're not moving heaven and earth to do this. And no. so you make your own decision. If you're just like, hey man, I just can't do it. I hate it so much. I'm going to get my leads elsewhere. Fine. Okay. Totally fine. No judgment. You can have a super successful business that way. But if you are interested in dabbling in this, there is a formula to doing it. Sean has just laid it out for us. Follow some of these steps, and I think you're going to be really pleasantly surprised, don't you think? Guaranteed. Yeah. Get on there. Get the videos. Get the confidence up. And uh, You'll be glad you did. Get the business. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. Let's let's leave it at that. I think it's a really, really good like entry level conversation on Instagram and and how to max it out. I'm super excited about what you guys are doing. Um, Give Sean a follow if you're not. The link for his gram is in the description. Thanks for being here today, buddy. This was fun. This was awesome, buddy. Pleasure. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of Contractor Evolution. Uh, If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it.